0: This afternoon, I'm heading over to Gray to speak to one of the ECDs, uh, Caroline Pay. She's had an outstanding career at the likes of Mother and BBH, and she's just been offered the top creative spot at Headspace in LA. Incredible. As someone who's actively supporting diversity in the industry, I want to know how she thinks we can help other parents have the same success as she has. Massive congratulations is in order. Um, as she's now moving to Headspace in LA. Yes. Um, how did that come about? That came exciting. about by
1: complete accident. I was on. I had decided me and my son needed a big holiday, so I was taking him to Disneyland. So we were staying with friends in LA. He decided he wanted to go to surf camp. I found myself with a few hours free in LA. So I hadn't seen my friend Rich, so I went and had lunch with him, uh, at, and he's the founder of Headspace, yeah. and then after our 45-minute sandwich and live download, <laughs> um, I said, oh, I've got to judge 70 pieces of brand content for DOD. you've got Wi-Fi in your building, can I just sit in reception and quickly do it while Buddy's at the beach, and then I can get it done, and it won't be hanging over our holiday, um, and then while I was sitting in Headspace, someone that used to freelance for me at Mother said, when are you coming? And I was like, what? And he's like, when are you coming? And I was like, I'm not, he's like, obviously you're here about a job. I was like, no, I'm just stealing the Wi-Fi. <laughs> and he was like, okay, let me just be really clear. We need you now. And I was like, all right, thanks very much. Anyway, bye. And then he went and spoke to Rich, and then Rich drove round to my house that night and just did like a full body pitch on why it was time I came back um, and moved to LA and helped them with the brand. And wow. Yeah.
0: What a holiday! Yeah, <laughs> so it was a life changing. Well, it's all down to Buddy wanting to go to surf camp. Basically, if he hadn't gone to surf camp, it wouldn't be happening. So it's it's down to your son that yes. he's he's changed your career. There you go. <laughs> he's changed both our lives. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I suppose that's the thing: is you have had. To quite a career already you've been to some amazing places Mm. at the beginning of that journey did you always know that you want to have children no I never um,
1: imagined I would have children because I'm not very maternal or domesticated at all Um, and at that time, so I started my career when I was 23 and I quickly teamed up with Kim Gehrig, my partner, and we weren't thinking about marriage or, or babies or families or anything responsible whatsoever. All we were thinking about is being the best at our job and making loads of great work and winning lots of awards and traveling the world. We never ever really thought about children, probably for that decade.
0: Okay. Wow, Mm. so what made you decide to make that change? I think a lot of my friends were having babies, I
1: was head over heels in love with my then boyfriend who then became my husband, Um, and I was like early 30s, and I think I just felt like, all of a sudden I felt like, oh hang on a minute, it might be time, like Like it it was quite a quick decision, and I never considered, and this might be interesting, I never considered it affecting my career. Because I wouldn't allow it
0: to. Yeah. So I just wouldn't entertain that as an option. So at no point was you like, oh God, Absolutely how's this going to work out? You just nope. kind of went along with it. it was well, like I
1: was just like, nothing. I just didn't ever worry that it would affect my career. Maybe I'm just arrogant yeah. or ignorant, or maybe I'm just confident. I don't know, but... And also weirdly at that time because we 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 lost uh, babies along the way and by the time i was pregnant with buddy i was like brilliant maybe my career's done and now i can be an earth mother like i had this like this epiphany of all of a sudden i was going to be able to cook and clean and sew and wash and fucking (laughs) weave and do gardening so i had this weird fantasy of magically overnight turning into a stay-at-home mum Um, and that was quite a weird switch but as soon as I was at home with Buddy and Al went back to work, because me and Al did the same job in the same place, like you got the same money, like yeah. you couldn't have had a more 50-50 relationship, and then all of a sudden when Buddy came along and Al's life was exactly the same as my, and mine was unrecognisable, I was like, yeah, that's not that's not going to work,
0: Yeah, that's not fair. Because I know you've mentioned before in like previous interviews mm. that you felt like you had to go back. To work in order to get that kind of normality for myself back. back. Yeah. yeah, I just I I
1: really was in denial about being a career woman, um, and I wouldn't let my career define me. And then when I was at home with my son, I was like, my career completely defines me. And I love my job, and I'm really good at my job, and I miss my job, and I miss people, and I miss showing off. Um, and then for my relationship as well, I was this kind of resentful, exhausted, terribly undomesticated stay-at-home mum. Um, and that's, that's not, that wasn't working for us as a, as a team because he was used to me like strutting around the office, shouting at people and making stuff. Do you know what I mean? I was a very different person. So it was, it was a difficult time. I mean, I definitely wanted it to be more 50, 50. I definitely suggested that we both work. Four days a week and overlap for three days or whatever yeah. whatever the model was, but he just wasn't there. And he he says he says now when he looks back, he really regrets that decision
0: because it might have ended up differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, it wasn't um, in terms of parenting mm. at that time. It wasn't fifty 50-50 No, he went back to work and I was
1: at home for ten months, and then I went back to mother three days a week and Buddy went to nursery um, three days a week, and then over the years. As he got a bit older and I got more and more ambitious, I went up to four days. And then when he went to school, I went full-time.
0: Okay, so it worked out quite nicely. It worked out okay.
1: I mean, it was a relief when he went to school because the mum guilt then wasn't there anymore. All of a sudden, I I wasn't trying to tear myself in two. Um, So that was really a relief. But even when I was working three days, I was running you know big accounts at Mother like Great Britain and the post office and New Look and and then four days a week I was running boots and so
0: I I never felt that I slowed down yeah and so how did you manage that then did you have to have like a particular schedule that you think you owe your kind of success Um, well I
1: think I owe it to two things number one my amazing team Cause they were all younger than me and shit scared of babies and stuff so I just <laughs> just like I've got to get home for buddy and they're like oh my god of course yeah i terrible or whatever um so they, they very much stood out the way and never judged me never made me feel bad for putting buddy first and then I had a very accommodating team very respectful loving team and clients as well who they were all parents and they got it so I never felt I never felt guilty for being uh, being a parent. And then the second thing, which was the biggest lesson I learned, especially when I went to BVH, was um, setting my boundaries and being really disciplined. So I would get to work at 9.30, and I would leave work at 6 o'clock, and between 9.30 and 6 o'clock, I would give 150% to my team. But at 6.01, Buddy was the boss, and... um, and if people desperately needed to send me something, of course they could. But it's very rare that it can't wait till the morning. Yeah. Not really. It's amazing when you when tell people When you really people ask that. people. It's just like, actually, I mean, will sending it at 9.45pm or 9am make that much of a difference? No. Yeah. Of course it won't. So that's, that was a good discipline. And sometimes I'd be like, I'm leaving at, I am leaving need to leave. This is really important. I would say I need to leave at 6 and then they would say, what about if we get you a taxi home? Can you leave at half six? And that is dangerous because yeah. that's tempting and luxurious. But my mistake was I need to leave at six rather than I'm leaving at six. Yeah. Because as soon as you leave any opening for negotiation, they get it. They'll take it. Because yeah. they want, you know, they need a creative director. They need your opinion. They need you to continue working when they're working. And I, and I wouldn't.
0: Yeah. So you never went home and put into
1: bed and like, worked afterwards? I or? occasionally did when it couldn't wait till the morning, but I would say on oh, an average month, I would sit down and open my laptop at the kitchen table once. Like I don't take yeah. my laptop home here. I very rarely take my laptop home here to, to work.
0: That's really good.
1: Well, yeah, it's, you've it's got to behave like you want people to treat you, right?
0: Yeah, set president. For mm. the opinion, and yeah. I don't, you know,
1: yeah. I never, I will always go over and above for my teams and my people and the work. But I'm very aware of what needs to be done, and I'll get it done. but yeah. not in not compromising my time with Buddy or time for myself, which is just as important.
0: Yeah, have you ever felt like you have compromised anything? Um, in terms of, so it goes both ways, I guess. Mm. What have you compromised um, for your son mm. in terms of your career? I no. have vice versa. I haven't compromised any. I haven't compromised my career. I made
1: I made choices that I wanted to. Uh, I wanted the majority of his time as a baby to be spent with family. Yeah, that might be me. Might be my dad. Might be my mum. So that was a decision I made, so not a compromise, and also it didn't hold me back. I did some of my best work when I was three days a week. And then compromising, so I don't feel like my career has been compromised by having a baby. Sometimes when both Al and I were travelling with work, I didn't like that. If I was ever going to be away, I needed Al to be at home. And if he was ever going to be away, I need to be at home. And this is the mum guilt thing again. It's like these weird pressures and principles that you put on yourself. So occasionally, maybe he's nine years old. And maybe four times we were both, we'd overlap for one night and I wouldn't like that. But I mean, I'm so so disciplined and very organized for a creative. So it's very rare that, that the plans don't work in Buddy's favor.
0: Yeah. That's really good. Mm. Um, And would you say? Oh, there, sorry. Um, so have you ever turned down a job offer um, purely oh, yeah. based on um, your family? Oh, like yeah. Yeah, definitely. I um,
1: until Headspace, I turned down all the offers to go to the states. Like I was thinking about going to New York before I came to Gray. Um, but then we got divorced, and I couldn't. Yeah. couldn't just take Buddy away at that time. Whereas now I feel like we are, you know, we've divorced very positively and I'm in a really good space and, frankly, headspace is just what I need. Yeah. (laughs) You know, as a job. And for Buddy, he's nine. I think going to, like, a really progressive creative school for him is amazing. But until this weird aligning of stars, I turned down... um, you know any job offers that would mean going away from my family yeah. and also I got offered a job which would mean 60% travel which is just not interesting to me yeah I traveled a lot when I was younger before I had a child and you know I genuinely miss Buddy when I'm not with him like a night away like a night away from Buddy's got to be very special and very worthwhile otherwise I just
0: rather be at home that's especially in terms of like what you were saying—is you've never thought you was maternal. Mm. It's amazing how what a massive um, change yeah. that has made. Um, so, what would you say um, about having buddy has changed your career for the better? Yeah, and, I, and, I, and it's for me,
1: but also it's for all of the young mums and some of the dads. Although we're talking about mums today, I think especially when you're becoming a creative director having a baby makes you so much more determined to Mm -hmm. be brilliant at your job. It gives you amazing perspective, gives you great discipline, it gives you an authority that you didn't have before. So I think it makes, it's certainly made me a way better
0: creative director being a mum. Do you think part of that pressure that you're talking about is because of your, like, scared of judgment of other people or because it's actually there, or do you think it's just a judgment that you put on yourself?
1: My experience has been incredible in terms of no one's ever rolled their eyes or said, "Oh, here she goes again, she's leaving," <laughs> or whatever. No one dares; I'd kill them. Um, <laughs> I've put—I I did put a lot of pressure on myself to be in both places at once when yeah. he was a baby. But you know, I've been really lucky to work at places where being a parent is seen as a an amazing gift yeah. and even at places let's say at mother the partners they all had stay-at-home wives at the time but they never missed a sports day they never missed a school play the kids were always in the building like being a parent is a source of pride yeah. and even when I went to BBH I remember my first day yeah. and at about five o'clock half the people were up and left because they were parents and they had more important things to do, yeah. men and women, and there were a lot of job shares there. And again, Nick and Ben, who were the bosses at BBH, they were so proud of their kids, um, and their kids were always in. And you know, so I think
0: it's it's not for my
1: experiences. It's not frowned upon to put your family first.
0: No, that's really good. Mm. And have you ever brought Buddy into any of the agencies? All of the agencies, yeah. agencies all of the agencies, even
1: at Karma Rama where I was pregnant with Buddy when he came out, because he was very premature, he was like 10 weeks early, so he was in hospital for a long time, so when he was finally out, I took him into Karmurama, he used to run around mother in his nappy, like so so many people, mother and ex-mother, have known buddies since he was born, Um, BBH, he used to just run around and cast Harry Potter spells on people, the whole agency would be frozen, (laughs) like literally everyone just standing (laughs) still, and then here, when we came, yeah. And when we came here Vicky gave him his own um, security pass oh, like no. so he's got access all areas so he's a VIP um, at Grey
0: and do you think that's probably helped
1: as well because you've been so open about it that it's like yeah I mean I'm very open about everything you know my divorce my son mental health issues I, I want I want people to feel it's okay to talk about anything yeah. um, so being a proud mom being a single mom Um, all of that stuff I think me and Vicky are very very keen on on having the difficult conversations and being quite open about that our our lives are not easy um, and work plays a really important role in that
0: in terms of making it better it's fun to come to work you can fix things at work Would you say you've put anything in place as, like, a leader for the rest of your team in terms of, like, diversity or...? Yeah, we've done... I mean, we've got so many different
1: diversity initiatives out of our VNF um, renaming last year. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I feel that I've impacted is the parenting um, group because before it was, like, the mum's group and now it's the parents' group. Yeah. And then I have fought for um, equal paternity leave yeah that's so really stuff huge. like that around parenting and then yeah making sure everyone knows when our, like when me or any of the exec have a child have a function at our kids school or whatever we're very vocal about about the fact that we're going there yeah. or like the other day what did i have with buddy the other day oh um enrichment day which is when parents come in and they teach their own skills or if you don't have that many domesticate skills like me <laughs> you go and help so i was put in bloody cooking thing. And I'm a rubbish cook. I made a vegetarian lasagna. I was so proud of myself. But yeah, you know, leaving at lunchtime to go and do that. And Leo was at his kids' sports day in the morning. And, you know, I'm mortified when anyone feels ashamed or embarrassed that they have to go and spend time with their kids. It's just not fair.
0: Yeah. So is he quite close to here then? you um, budding? Yeah. Have you got, um, as in, have you got quite a long commute or have you purposely made it that... You're quite close, so that you can get home if you need to. Yeah, I can walk. I can walk to work. I I
1: drop Buddy every morning, and then I walk to work in half an hour. So if when the phone, when the school phone me, which sometimes they do, I I can be there in like eight minutes in a cab. Um, So that's good. I mean, I love it. You know, the school is two minutes walk from my house. Um, So it's like the olden days. (laughs) But I've always done that. You know, when when we we were both working at Mother. And we were living in St John's Wood, the nursery was next to Mother, because we needed to be near, we needed to know that we could run to him. That was always my grief. Yeah. I should be able to run to him.
0: Wow. And I'm guessing you feel like that's obviously really helped as well, because it makes it so Mm. much easier. Because it's quite interesting, so many people make a decision to be as far out as possible, sort Mm. of countryside and, Mm. you know, all things like that, but actually... I guess that time together there is that's the most a lot important, important thing. thing yeah exactly we used to pick him up from we were at mother in shoreditch he was at nursery in spitalfields
1: and that walk home like with the buggy after nursery it's like that point was like a 40 minute walk home in the sunshine and it was amazing because yeah. you just talk rubbish all the time and even now he's nine I walk to school and the, I should record our conversations in the morning about this shit that we talk about <laughs> and then when we're in LA we're going to be in the car for like 20 minutes I should record it I'll make it a podcast yeah <laughs> why, why not
0: why not yeah yeah the car thing's going to be interesting mm. if you've been well, used especially walking. If a walking driver which I am <laughs> I'll get there. And you've got to have a big, zooped-up car. Absolutely right. (laughs) I need a car that drives itself. Very good. Um, So would you say um, that particularly, like, the parenting, going back to the 50-50 thing again, that that's ever, like, hindered or helped your career in terms of... Have you always felt supported? I
1: always believed... In 50-50 and it was impossible for Al to give me that because he had started his own agency when Buddy was two. Okay. We are now divorced. <laughs> we are now divorced with love. Um, but I aspire to 50-50 parenting. Yeah. Like one of my best friends runs some um, studio Koto and her husband's a stay-at-home dad and I'm just like, oh, that is the dream. You're the dream. <laughs> yeah, because they both do what they love um, he just is incredibly domesticated and loves being home with Ella. And Caroline, my friend, is very, very proud of her work and is a really successful you know, MD of a big design studio, so that works. And other friends like Sissy and Marcus are married, creative team from Sweden. They did the four days, four days, yeah. which works really, really well. Um, I, love, I love seeing dads that do their bit. I think it's difficult when you're a successful woman in business and you're, a lot of that is about being in control and yeah. power and, you know, you're where you've got to because you can, you can control everything and that's so hard then if you take that home and you take over everything at home, there's no chance of your um, partner doing their bit because you're like, oh, I'll just do it, you know, I've seen it in myself, I've seen it in yeah. so many of my friends where they complain that their, their, the father doesn't do his bit but Often it's because we don't necessarily let them.
0: It's really interesting that you say that because people are going to get bored with me saying this cause <laughs> i always reference Sheryl Sandberg Ooh. and Lean In mm. and um, many of her other books. Um, but one of her things was in terms of, like even just with a nappy, yeah. someone saying like, oh, I can't do it. And it's like, rather than you going in there, oh, yeah. you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's like, let them figure out how yeah, to exactly. do it wrong for themselves. or eventually yeah. figure out how to do it right yeah, and then exactly. they will just do it and yeah. you won't. But it's like you said, it's that control yeah. thing. i yeah. like, oh, you're do- not doing yeah. it. Yeah, hard but even it. now, like, Al has Buddy every other
1: weekend. And it took me a while not to FaceTime them every morning or call them and find out what's the plan and what you're doing. Because yeah. I'm so used to being in charge of Buddy's every move. When when he goes and stays with his dad, I'm like... Okay, I've just got to let go. Oh, yeah, it's been a massive learning curve, but I've managed it. Because then I just have a glass of wine and have a massage and everything's so <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. massage you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, but it forces it forces me to have me time, which I didn't ever do. I hated being on my own. I hated. I just I was always with Buddy or always doing stuff. So when you're when you're parenting separately. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, I've got a whole weekend to myself, which is such yourself. a gift. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like, you know, one of the one of the benefits of being divorced parents of a, an amazing boy is that you get really special time together and you get really special time for yourself.
0: Yeah, it's a really positive way. To yep. yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, so obviously you said that your partner set up his own agency, yeah. but you also at some point set up yeah. your own business yeah. as well. Yeah. At what point was that in like career versus how old Buddy was and what made you decide? My buddy wasn't it. around. Okay, um, I had left BBH.
1: BBH, mother. BBH. I'd left BBH two thousand and seven. Uh, and I was a bit kind of miffed and a bit done with advertising and was having a break. And then weirdly, Rich Pearson, mm. who now runs Headspace, yeah. called me, and he'd left BBH as well. And we'd never worked with each other, we'd just admired each other from afar. And he was like, all oh, right, I've got a project and I need a credit director, do you want to do it? And I was like, you know, he told me about it. I was like, sounds amazing. Mm. So we became this little team, and we worked directly with clients, and then I would pull in creative resource remotely to to design stuff and come up with stuff and we just started this little weird business so i did that with him and then with the, the creatives i just did a few more direct to client projects with them um and then i got called into widens and, and then edged back into yeah. agency life it's amazing that
0: you've come like full circle and working right. with him, him again it's crazy <laughs> But obviously, a good team, so it should work out well. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because we're
1: really similar in that we get very enthusiastic about the same things and then we have different skill sets to bring them to life and that's why it works. Yeah, it's really Mm. good.
0: Um, So as a leader as well, would you say that there's any common themes that you see, like, um, mums or women struggling with in the industry? I think um, the, the, the thing that upsets
1: me the most is the loss of confidence when women have been on maternity leave mm-hmm. it really it's, un, it's unnecessary and it's really painful to see and it's everywhere and I didn't get it I just never got it I never lost my confidence in my ability to do my job whereas I see especially you know mums who've had a couple of kids they might have been out for six years yeah. and there's this myth. That They're like, oh, I don't know, I don't understand what digital means, and I, I can't, un- you know, I don't understand, you know, that the industry moves so fast, um, and they get scared, but the truth is, the time they've spent away becoming a mother makes them so fucking powerful and so good at their job,
0: yeah.
1: you know, they've grown way more than the industry has moved on, Yeah and they need to you know, recognize it. I had a fantastic chat with a girl the other day who used to be a senior creative in an agency. She's been off for several years having her kids, and she just had this you know, real lack of confidence about mm-hmm. going back. And I was like, babe, you are a senior female creative, everyone wants one of them, and you've just bit spent the last several years building skills that you didn't have before. So you're coming back a better version of yourself. Yeah. You're older. You're wiser. You can probably come in as a CD. You know, you're, it's amazing. Like everybody needs you. Like the the industry or the agencies need her more than she needs them. But she yeah. just needed to flip her role and flip how she was seeing herself and selling herself.
0: Yeah. Because so that's quite interesting. Because I've got a question around. Um, so, like you said, at the moment, there's a massive push Mm. for um, diversity but in Mm. particular having women in higher up roles Um, and I guess there's so as a result of that those briefs are kind of going out Mm. do you think women should be embracing that or because for instance in my experience Mm. I would never ever want to get a phone call not that they would say this just because I'm a woman I'd want it on merit so do you think we should be taking those opportunities or we should all, almost be making a stand. And I suppose it's hard because you never really know what someone's motive is. But no, you but know, you know what? T-
1: taking a stand by not taking an opportunity is only going to make us go backwards. Yeah. If you see an opportunity and you want it, go and get it. Yeah. If you like the agency and you like the work and then you meet the people and you like the people, go in and blow their socks off. You know, I, I've been on juries where I was picked because I was a woman. Yeah and I fucking hated it and I made it really really clear that I was there because I was brilliant not because I was a woman yeah it's like almost just
0: go in there and prove that actually that's that's not why And when people you know I said it before
1: when you walk in a work room like when I've walked into rooms um full of male marketeers and I can see what they expect um
0: and I and then I just love changing their mind yeah because, again, quite interestingly, you've said before that when, um, previously in your career, right at the beginning, when you yeah. joined Mother, yeah. that you, um, you wanted a, a more senior male yeah. um, oh, partner. Yeah. Why do you think that was at the time? Do you think there was an external pressure? I or? think,
1: no, I think, naively, I thought I could learn more from someone the opposite of me. Yeah. And what I very, very was very, very lucky to find out is I learned so much more from someone the same as me well not the same but me and Kim were you know I was 24 she was 23 and we are so different in 99% of the way but we needed to be the best and we would never be beaten and that's, that's why we worked well Yeah. so it wasn't this kind of professor student relationship that I thought I wanted, it was like two rebellious students And I guess as well, you had that seniority. We had it with Mark and Robert and Jim and, you know, Jan and Luke to a certain extent. Um, So I was learning from people all the time, but I I just learned the most from from the work that Kim and I were um, lucky enough to make.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Because the other part of that as well was that you mentioned that you never had a female boss, but that you would have loved one. How do you think that might have changed the course of your career? Often I...
1: Vicky and I both say that we learnt what we didn't want to be like from a lot of our bosses, which is incredibly helpful and valuable. But... I've never had a, a female ECD. I've had, you know, women in powerful positions, but not a direct report. Like, I've never... Had a boss that's a woman, and I think that's sad because it, I think I could have learned some positive behaviours as well as not what I want, like what I didn't want to be like.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like I've not, no, I've not had mm-hmm. like a female mm-hmm. ECD. But then a lot of the time when people say stuff like that to me, I'm like, not even really
1: noticed. No, I had
0: noticed until yeah. I started
1: writing fucking articles about being a female boss. Then I thought, oh, hang on a minute! I've I've had, I basically had Robert and Mark, John O'Keefe, Nick Gill, Tony and Kim, um, Dave Bonaguidi. Gosh, you had some incredible people. Yeah, but that's, that's, yeah. All the, that's all thats yeah. all the losses that I've had, I think. And then, and then
0: here is, you know, it's me and Vix. Yeah. All the, all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, has there been a time where you've really struggled with like work-life balance, and how have you like overcome that? I, I mean, I have. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I you know I
1: suffer, I've suffered from uh, anxiety and depression since I was nineteen. And interestingly, I was talking about this this morning, and I'm now forty-two. You'd you'd think I'd learn by now, but yeah, <laughs> look, forty-two. <forward> <laughs> <you>. Thank <laughs> you. I feel forty-two. <laughs> um, so I have struggled with work-life balance when I. Because I really excel when I'm busy, and I really suffer when I'm not busy, but when I get too busy I have panic attacks, and when I'm not busy enough I get depression, right? So then there's that beautiful spot in the middle where you're really fulfilled and busy yet still getting home and seeing Buddy. But that's really hard to achieve, and also like mm-hmm. someone as ambitious, ambitious and greedy as me, I'm like, yeah, I can do that campaign, I can do that pitch, I'll speak on that panel, I'll judge those awards, I'll speak at that event. Oh fuck, I'm having a panic attack in the toilets because I've taken on too much. Yeah. And at the other extreme, it's like right, I need to strip back and do less and do less and do less, and now I'm like twiddling my thumbs and feeling like a right div because I've got enough to do. do. Yeah. You know, so it is it. For me, it's about a mental health balance of being busy enough to feel excited, but not burning out. Yeah. And giving myself enough of a break so that it's healthy and not losing my way. Yeah.
0: What do you think companies can be doing to like champion diversity, and particularly getting more mums into the industry? They
1: can be encouraging dads to uh, take paternity leave and do 50% of the parenting because they, they were there at the moment. They, they definitely took 50% of the activity <laughs> that caused the child to be born. Yeah. So then they need to pick up 50% of the responsibility for that child's health and happiness. So I would say encourage 50-50 parenting. I would say employ or promote women so that there are enough role models so that the, the, the younger women in the company can look to someone and go, right, I can do that. Yeah. Like when I was, um, I, was a, I was a mentor on the Great British Diversity Experiment and two people changed me in that. Well, many people changed me, but two stand out. One was a girl who was, like, 17, and I was like, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And she was like, I'm never going to have one job. I'm always going to have seven jobs. I'm never going to commit to an industry or a business because I'm my own person. And I was like, fucking hell, you're phenomenal. And then, at the other end of the scale, I finally got to meet Cara Blackett, who is right. one of the most yeah, yeah. impressive, inspiring, hilarious, gorgeous women. And then I... And then I You know, I realised that she's a single mum, and at that time, I was secretly wondering if I was going to end up as a single mum. Then I was like, "My God, if she can do it, I can do it." Because I can see that she's okay. And um, so it's weird, you know. You're in that, you're mentoring and you're teaching, but you're also learning and and still needing role models. So having um, powerful, balanced, successful, positive female role models at the top of a um, of your agency or your business. I think is a real fast track to to getting the right balance with, throughout the whole business. Um, and then at the other end of the scale, getting everyone out to their old school, so we're, we're sending people to 100 schools to go and talk about their journey into their their job now.
0: That's really interesting because mm-hmm. um, me and my creative partner earlier have um, started One A Creative Job, mm. which basically kind of... Outlines all the things that we've learned in our short space so so far but to try and help people that are are coming into the industry and we've started doing like um, mentoring workshops as well well done you're so proactive trying to take over the world (laughs) (laughs) um but actually one of the things I think if I wasn't doing this slash might come into this at some point is I just can't believe that at schools what they don't tell you like as in so many jobs. I never knew about this job. Nor
1: did I. I only knew it because my mum and dad's friend's daughter seemed to be out on the piss all the time and I was like oh, she looks <laughs> like um and she worked at an agency in Soho so I was lucky enough to have work experience with her and then the rest is history. But school yeah. definitely didn't tell me about this job.
0: No, it's just like I knew that I wanted to do something to do with graphics and art. I was looking around graphic courses. I went to a university. I literally bumped into someone, mm. told her the kind of thing that I wanted to do, yeah. and she was like, it "Sounds like you want to do crap advertising." Mm. And I was like, "Sorry."
1: The t- same to me though. When I was at when I was at Croydon Art College doing my foundation. I was filling in my UCAS form, and I could only find four fashion and business degrees, and there were five boxes on the form, so I copied the girl. Next to me, and that was great advertising. <laughs> <laughs> it's all by my entire career <laughs> is by yeah, accident. No, do
0: you need me to cut that bit out? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's fine. No, it's, fine. At least it's good. To, it's
0: good for people to know that we didn't have a plan. But that's. It's, yeah, I just. I just think it's crazy that they don't teach you that you could do absolutely anything you wanted. Yeah. And But the thing. The thing is, is a lot of them don't even know that no, that's available to them either. And no. I just think. Just to have a connections person to go in... I say connections, I don't mm. even exist anymore. No, no. We thought about con- connecting with them yeah, and yeah, being like, yeah. we're going to talk in schools and yeah. stuff. So I think that's amazing that, um, yeah, that obviously you're, you're doing that. That's mm. really good. Um, so if you could give one piece of advice to um, a, a new mum, what, what would you say to them?
1: I'd say what my mum said to me, which is... If you don't believe in yourself, then no-one else will believe in you. So it's about nurturing and, and fostering that self-belief and, and picking up your, picking your chin up and remembering how brilliant you were before you had your child and then how doubly brilliant you are after you've had your child. That's very
0: good. And because um, you were saying that you wanted your family and stuff around you, so was that who looked after Buddy when you um, decided to come back to work? So I did... So I
1: started three days a week and he was in the nursery three days. And then my dad has always had him on a Friday. My dad was retired and my mum was still working. So that was... So of a seven-day week, four days would be family. Um, And then when I went up to four days, he was at nursery and then my dad had him on a Friday. And then when I went to... When he went to school and I went full-time, the nanny that... That looked after him in the baby room at the nursery i stole her and made her my nanny okay so she picked him she picks him up from school um four uh, four days a week so she does three hours a day with him and then my dad and my, now my mom as well pick him up on a friday nice
0: yeah That's, works out very it works well and i have you know i have
1: like a good two yeah. hours with him every morning just yeah. talking shit and eating breakfast and dancing around and singing together um and then in the evenings if i'm not going out i'm home by like six thirty. so we have a good couple of hours in the evening
0: as well do you think the industry needs to be doing more for child care because it's quite interesting that's something that keeps coming up mm. of like there's child care but child care is the work hours and then a lot of them don't work past that and mm. then you have to get a nanny but obviously not everyone can afford to get yeah. a nanny or i mean i think i do find it
1: I find it upsetting when really, really good people run out of a meeting because the nursery closes at 6 o'clock. doesn't okay. make any sense. Doesn't That doesn't allow for people to finish their work day at 6 o'clock and have a wind-down transition to go and pick their child up. Yeah. So that, I think the nursery hours are um, unhelpful. And then I think, yeah, of course, in, you know, businesses can show their support for parents by subsidising childcare. Yeah. I mean, we talked often about opening a crush at at Mother, but we were just too chaotic. (laughs) But, like, my nanny works at Goldman Sachs, and anyone past a certain level in Goldman Sachs gets a free nursery in their building. Really? Yeah, it's phenomenal.
0: I'd be really interested to see that, because I always think... That would be a really good for, thing for companies to do. yeah And I'm like, actually is that not detached enough? because like you said, you need that space between hmm. your workspace hmm. mode and being chilled and yeah. having a certain mentality. For yeah, your but children. I always had that. you know I found it really helpful when Buddy was
1: around the corner at nursery because as soon as I walked in the nursery door, I left... I'm very good at leaving work at the door. Yeah. So I always did that. And now when I drop him at home in the morning, I transition from being like a Power Ranger or whatever I am that morning. (laughs) And then I have 30 minutes just to think through the day and then transition. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean... I think, yeah, businesses just need to show, like not just talk about, but show that they support parents and returning mums and support dads to do their bit, I think that's a big push that I would encourage, is how can we make our dads as 50-50 as possible?
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do quick fire. Oh, I love quick fire. Oh, you're the first person oh, well, that's came. ever said that. I literally
1: that. said that to, to someone
0: this morning. I was like, "Quick fire, me! Quick fire questions! I love it." <laughs> Normally, I get like, "Oh no, I can't do that." Love so it. This, this is this. Is, love it. This is great. I feel like I already know the answer for this, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it anyway. Right. How often do you get home for dinner?
1: I get home and watch Buddy eat his dinner. Uh, nine
0: nine times out of ten. Okay, good. Um, since becoming a mum, I.
1: How <laughs> do <laughs> I might not sound like an alcoholic? <laughs> Since becoming a mum, I feel this massive sense of responsibility not only to my child but also to other mums, working mums and young women who want to be mums that I've I found a way, touchwood, to make it work and so I feel a responsibility to, to make sure that other people know it's possible. That's good.
0: I'm happiest when?
1: I'm happiest when I'm lying in bed with Buddy in the morning um, and, we, and he's, he's introducing me to different songs that he's learned at school. Oh.
0: Um, being successful means? Oh, being successful means
1: skipping into work every morning, you know, looking forward to seeing the people that you work with, looking forward to pushing the work that the agency's doing. Like, for me, it's all about that. Success is the spring in your step when you're on your way to work. And I've, and I've had it when I've been here, every day.
0: That's really mm. a um, And the biggest change you'd like to see in the industry? I just want all of the old fuckers to fuck off so we can get on with, with changing it properly. Do you, would you say that they are like there's a certain generation of people that are holding things
1: at the moment. there's a generation of people that think if they keep doing what they've always done they'll be okay and they won't so while they keep trying to do what they've always done the brakes are on yeah. and there's a generation of creative leaders across um, the UK who and the world who are so
0: ready to change it and they're not being given the power it's, it does feel like at the moment the industry is just holding like the hands over their ears and just going la yeah. la 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 la, yeah. like this is all going to blow over. And it's like, no, it's not. You need to change the way you, you just are. You need to get out the fucking way. Otherwise, no. no. you're going to end up like HMD. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool. Thank you
1: very much. My pleasure. It was a dream.
0: massive thanks to caroline there for speaking to me today that was another pro mum podcast the music on this podcast is called good morning and credit goes to the composer audio binger if you would like to be featured on pro mum or know someone who would you can get in touch at the pro mum website